Hello, folks, and welcome back to Indaba Africa. This is Chris. In a day which will likely be ignored by lying leftists, the 11th of June, 2021, the High Court in Pietermaritzburg, South Africa, handed down a scathing judgment against the Ingunyama Trust and also lambasted the African National Congress government for its failure to protect property rights for black South Africans. Once and for all, we expose yet again the expropriation without compensation fraud that the ANC is pushing on South Africa. The African National Congress doesn't care about land tenure or property rights for black South Africans. It cares only about perpetuating its rule to allow it to continue to rent-seeking and its corrupt practices in government, to enrich its cadres and itself. And that's the bottom line here. Well, what is this case? This is a case brought before the Peter Moritzburg High Court on behalf of over 5 million black South Africans living in KwaZulu-Natal who live on a communal trust land under the care of the Inganyama Trust. The Inganyama Trust is an organization set up at the end of the National Party's rule in 1994, just before the elections, transferring over 3 million hectares of land in KwaZulu-Natal into trust administered by the Zulu King. Since 2012, for nearly a decade, the trust has illegally administered a residential lease program designed to abrogate the land tenure rights of black South Africans. And the African National Congress stood by and allowed it to happen and said nothing, as black South Africans were defrauded out of tens, if not hundreds of millions of rand, paying rent on land that was their right to live on free under customary law. Now, the very government that failed claims that it welcomes the judgment. <laughs> this is comical, to say the least. The chairperson of the Portfolio Committee on Agriculture, Land Reform, and Rural Development, Mandela Mandela, had the following to say. We must, in the interest of serving the people, ensure that institutions apply best efforts and uphold good practices of corporate governance and fulfill their founding objectives. The beneficiaries, the Inganyoma Trust in KwaZulu-Natal, which is about 3 million hectares, are an extension of our participatory democracy and their well-being, development, and progress is protected by our Constitution and the Bill of Rights. The Minister and Department of Agriculture, Land Reform, and Rural Development must apply themselves in responding to the court ruling and do what is best to address the matters arising therefrom. <laughs> if only the Portfolio Committee had exercised its oversight of the ministry for the past decade, then many, many abjectly poor black South Africans would not have been defrauded, being forced or coerced into signing leases on land that they had a communal right to. See, this is the problem with communal property. This is the problem without clear deed, title deed to property. And this is the future that the African National Congress intends to give to all South Africans. The state will hold the land. And if you say something against the state or you offend the state, They'll threaten or they'll outright take whatever land you occupy and cancel whatever lease you may have. This is the problem with socialism and communism. Plenty of articles out there and op-eds across the South African newspapers, although very few people pay much attention to this landmark decision. This op-ed from Business Live. If the government is to atone for its failures in the face of the Inganyama Trust's illegal leasing of trust land, it should ensure that the Peter Ritzberg's high court judgment is adhered to. On Friday, the court delivered a landmark ruling ensuring security of tenure for those living on Inganyoma Trust land, declaring the lease program imposed in 2012 as unlawful and unconstitutional. 
Yet the African National Congress ignored it for nigh on a decade as people were defrauded. The judgment goes a long way towards protecting communities who have lived on their ancestral land for generations, but then had to begin paying the trust back since 2012. In 2018-2019 financial year alone, that was $90 million in fees. Can you imagine? We're talking upwards of $700 million to a billion rand possibly for this. Now, the court also just sliced open and eviscerated the ministry responsible for this. Land Reform Minister Toko Didiza and her previous failing predecessors failed in their constitutional obligation to protect the land rights of rural people living on land administered by the trust. If the government can't even ensure that a trust designed to protect the rights of Zulu, black South Africans, in KwaZulu-Natal is doing so and allows them to steal from people who have a customary right, how can we begin to even remotely trust a government like this with such power as expropriation without compensation? Now, the trust has indicated that it's going to appeal this ruling. The government, for its part, said it will try to implement the court's decision. Now, the case was brought by Legal Resources Center, the Council for the Advancement of the South African Constitution, the Rural Women's Movement, and seven individual landowners. The, for her part, Didiza has responded to the judgment saying she has taken it to heart and that the government could have done more to exercise oversight. Indeed, it could. And this is the perfect example of why we can't trust the ANC with property rights. You cannot trust the ANC with property rights. If you do, you're just whistling past the cemetery, folks. Absolutely. And a few highlights about what actually happened in this case and what was at stake here. As I said, more than 5 million people live on this land in KZN. The court ruled that all the leases were invalid and ordered the trust to refund all monies received, going back to 2012. Also said the Minister of Rural Development and Land Reform breached her duty to respect, protect, and promote the constitutional right of to property of trust land residents. Ordered the minister to reinstate the system of permission to occupy and report back to the court every three months on progress. Permission to occupy was the customary law practice of those who lived on the land to have the right to occupy, even though they didn't own land tenure to it. The argument was that this lease system was intended to defraud those people and take away their land tenure rights. In its papers, the group fighting uh, to protect those uh, plaintiffs said the trust had undermined the rights to tenure of people living on ancestral land by forcing them to sign leases, contrary to customary law and the system of permission to occupy. It argued the trust had no right to do this. It weakened the rights of the occupants, many of whom had been living on their land for decades. If they did not pay rent, they could lose their land and any improvements that they were made were for the benefit of the trust and the Zulu king. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the ANC allowed this to happen on their watch. In the case, it was argued that residents received no information about the consequences of the leases they were signed. Many were coerced into it. Also, there were reports in the case that community leaders forbid women from signing leases, insisting that they must be signed by men talking about patriarchy. Now, many of the men had nothing to do with the land in question. The trust argued the system of permission to occupy was an apartheid legacy, was unconstitutional, and the leases were aimed at uplifting people. Uplifting people by defrauding them of their land tenure rights. Don't you just love this? The Inganyama Trust sounds like the African National Congress, <laughs> uplifting people by stealing from them. Uh, and this is the height of irony here, folks. The trust argued the system 
of permission to occupy was an apartheid legacy. No, permission to occupy is an African legacy. Land is held in communal trust and people can live on it at the good graces of the king. That's an African legacy, a black African legacy. That's not an apartheid legacy. <laughs> and ironically, the Inganyama Trust is an apartheid legacy. The land was given to the Zulu king in 1994 by the National Party. He didn't purchase it. He didn't own it by right of conquest. He didn't own it by occupation. It was given to him in perpetuity by the apartheid government. Yet with a straight face, they argue that this system of permission to occupy is actually an apartheid legacy. This is just ridiculous. But this is what we're dealing with in South Africa, folks. And the ANC will walk away from this without any body even batting an eye. <laughs> On the merits of the matter, the judge said it was common cause that the trust had no authority to issue and withdraw or dispose of the rights vested in permission to occupy holders. Absolutely. It's excellent. Judge Madando said people could be dispossessed of the land if they did not pay rent without consideration for their vested customary law interest and entitlements. The conduct of the trust and the board has been subversive of the objects of the Trust Act in that the residents have been reduced to mere tenants, having no rights beyond that of permission, permissive occupation and use and the trust has effectively become a landlord rather than a trustee. Well stated by the judge. The judge also said the ministry had failed to exercise oversight over the trust and the court believed a supervisory order was necessary and therefore implemented one requiring the ministry to report back every three months on progress for this. Folks, I've been telling you this since the cows came home, even before. The African National Congress cannot be trusted with property rights. They have already essentially negated their eligibility for the African Growth and Opportunity Act with the United States with duty-free access to our markets by not respecting property rights. They do not have the interest of black South Africans, brown or white South Africans at heart. They only have the interest of rent-seeking ANC cadres and their perpetuity in power. And South Africans of all ethnicities need to wake up and see this. This is the perfect case, the Inganyama Trust. The ANC government for nigh on a decade has allowed the trust to extract money from people who had no obligation to pay money occupying land they have a customary right to under traditional law. And this trust had a responsibility to look out for their interests, not steal from them. This judgment is one sign that at least in the courts, the rule of law does from time to time still exist in South Africa. Folks, let everybody know. Tell them before the elections in October for municipal offices. You can't vote for a party like this. All these people who support the EFF, either they're not very bright or they're not paying attention. The EFF doesn't support property rights. They want it all held by the state. The people living on the Inganyama Trust land have a right to it under the existing situation. If someone doesn't like that system, then it must be amended. But as it sits now, they have no right to impose lease and rent fees on those who are there. And the court has decided such. While the ANC was asleep at the wheel, I would argue intentionally asleep at the wheel. They don't care. Jeez, we probably wouldn't be surprised to find out that there was some rent seeking from that money. Who knows? Anyway, folks, thanks a lot for your support and patronage here on Chris White Africa. If you enjoy the content, please become a subscriber right down there. Smash that subscription button. If you don't want to be notified of updates, that's fine. Just don't toggle the bell icon. If you want to be notified, toggle the bell icon. If you have your app open on your mobile device, chances are you might get an update 
telling you when my next release is or the next live stream from YouTube. But no guarantee on that because it is, after all, YouTube. Thanks a lot, folks. God bless.